el atardecer de colores metalizados y nubes infinitas te sentía pero no te quería mirar no te quería tocar Escuchaba tu voz a lo lejos. Tu corazón latía, te sentía. Mientras caía. Y de pronto...
Welcome to this mid-autumn episode of Parabox. I hope everyone's doing well. For tonight, I've got some tracks that I don't get to play on the show very often. Get ready for some calmer and slower tracks. Waiting to stab you right in your heart. 
What you've heard just now is a track called What We Do by Heinbach, and it's from the album Light Splitting. Heinbach is joining us for the second hour to talk about some of the music that has influenced him. And we safely recorded this over the distance of about a thousand kilometers.
track you've just heard is called Oddpour and it's by Exhausted Modern. The track before this was Weitsprung by Daskin. And if you're wondering about any of the tracks in the first hour, they will be available shortly after the broadcast on lil.live.
track that you've been listening to right now is called Saved and it's by Potter, Natalitia and Zen. It's from their latest album Magari, which I do suggest you take a listen to. Colin Potter and Guido Zen have actually visited Parabox on two separate occasions so after the show make sure to have a listen to those as well. And the next track is from Vladimir Ivkovich's Often Label. It's a collaboration between Jean's Naït and Scanner, and the track is called Mickey. I'm afraid maybe I'm wrong. I'm 
track is called East End Boys and it's by Heinbach from his album Assertion. And I do recommend you to listen to the entire thing on heinbach.bandcamp.com. And it's just about time to hand it over to Heinbach for his hour of influences. Hi, I'm Heinbach and you're listening to Parabox on LYL Radio. Thank you, Konstantin, for having me. Desert Rocks from the Terrican 2 soundtrack by Chris Hulsback. The 
earliest music that influenced me was game music. Because before I got interested in music at all, I listened to music mainly while playing computer games, and that on the Amiga 500. And Chris Hulsbeck's compositions always stood out for me. There was an element of musicality to them and technical versatility that I hadn't encountered in many other soundtracks of the time. And I even have set up a Twitch channel with the goal of playing every game that Chris Hulsbeck scored. But yeah, when I get to that, that's still some time off. two things I had to do as a kid. The first thing was take tennis lessons, which I never really get into. The second was piano, which I also 
did more out of a sense of duty than nothing else because it was hard for me to get excited until I had my piano teacher transcribe me game soundtracks so I could play these on the piano. But next to game soundtracks, I really enjoyed the piano music of Bela Bartok. And what you just heard is the sonatina over themes of peasants from Transylvania. And the rhythmical element of the piano playing and the melodies that Bartok took from traditional music fascinated me. So Bartok, game soundtracks and maybe some Beatles and Stones was all I played on the piano.
When I was 15, I was asked if I wanted to play keyboards in a band, and I said yes. But I had no idea actually how to play chords. I could only read notation, so I had some learning to do. And part of that learning process was listening to some new music. I had been listening to metal mostly, and what you heard here was Fear of the Dark by Iron Maiden. So the drummer of the band gave me a Doors CD. I remember I got it when I was running a fever and the Alabama song, a whiskey bar, which is originally from Kurt Weil and Bert Brecht, stuck in my head and I kept it on repeat and on repeat and the fever made it appear that it came through an echo in itself. And from there on, it led on to a whole fascination with the works of Kurt Weil and Bertolt Brecht that would shape my theater scoring career years later. Well, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. I tell you we must die I tell you, I tell you, I tell you we must die Oh, yeah. 
anstatt dass Sie zu Hause bleiben und im warmen Bett, brauchen Sie Spaß, brauchen Sie Spaß, gerade als ob man Ihnen eine extra Wurst gebraten hätte. Das ist der Bodenbesuch. Das ist der verdammte Füßemann-Herzschlagetext. Das ist das, wenn du wohin gehst, geh ich auch wohin, Johnny. Natürlich glatt im Dreck. Was ist, ist das der Mut über so hoch? Wo das bleibt dann ein verdammter Fürst und ein Herzschlagentext? Wo ist dann das, wenn du ruhig gehst, geh ich auf ruhig, Johnny? Wenn die Liebe ausliegt und allein du verrätst. Being in the band and playing life changed me completely. From the first time I was on stage, I decided that this is what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And I became really interested in new music. I found a lot of new bands and one of the bands that stuck out for me at that time was Radiohead. And I was an avid collector of all the B-sides. But my favorite song from them to this day remains Street Spirit Fade Out. Rows of houses all bearing down on me I can feel the blue hands touching me Oh, this thing's a two-position Oh, this thing's a one-day swallow hole
discovered experimental electronic music through John Peel on the radio, where first heard Aphex Twin and Sonic, of which we are listening to the track Jodin right now.
Pansonic became one of the bands whose influence I realized much, much later, especially in my test equipment experiments that I do now. Their surgical precision in sound is something that I keep going back to when I make my own music. And then I dirty it up because I really like the sound of raw textures and the crispiness of lo-fi digital and magnetic tape. So to represent that, I love the first album by Tricky, which was called Mexinke. And from there, we're listening to Overcome, which is, as far as I remember, done on a small Roland SP-202 sampler. So all the loops are kind of off kilter and there's this crunch to everything. Yeah, but it has a sound that I really enjoy.
orchestral music is something that always held a fascination to me. I think the orchestra as an instrument is just one of the most amazing ways to make music. And pieces that really stuck with me and that I even try to emulate when I make electronic music are a modern orchestral piece that really stuck with me and whose depth I always try to yeah, realize even in my electronic works is the Cantos in Memory of Benjamin Britten by Avo Perret. It feels like one cascade downwards and is one of the most sad and unraveling pieces of music I've ever heard.
of the biggest influences in recent times to me has been African music and especially how I learned through it through the works of Francis Baby. He played a lot with the Embira and his album Psychedelic Sunsets was a revelation to me. Where he combines Western African music in a beautiful collage of tunes that are both psychedelic yet very heartfelt and somewhat fragile yet happy. This piece is called Sansa Tristes. Yeah. 
since I started out making music. And that is because in the German version, Once Upon a Time in the West is called Spiel mir das Lied vom Tod. Play me the song of death. And I thought that just sounds very, very cool. Play me the song of death. And just recently, I learned that John Carpenter and Ennio Morricone collaborated together on the soundtrack to Carpenter's The Thing. It was one of the rare occasions, probably the only one, that John Carpenter gave over the soundtrack composition for one of his films. Usually he makes them himself and they're stark, minimalist, synthesizer-driven pieces. So when he hired Ennio Morricone, a composer he absolutely admired, and his music played at John Carpenter's wedding, He must have been kind of starstruck, but the whole collaboration did not go well. Apparently, Carpenter flew over to the Maestro in Rome and showed him a rough cut and immediately left. And Morricone was, well, what am I supposed to do? He basically got no direction from the director. But 30 years in the business, Yeah, Morricone kind of know what to do, so he recorded uh, almost an hour of music, brought that with him to LA, and John Carpenter was not amazed. He asked his assistant, how am I going to tell my idol that I don't like the music? But there was one piece of music called Humanity Part 2, in which Morricone imitated the style that Carpenter used in his movies. It was driven by a minimal pulse, same as Carpenter scores. It turned in the later half into something that sounds very much like Morricone's horror soundtracks of the 1970s. And Carpenter said, less notes, which almost uh, sounds like something out of the Amadeus movie. But that was in the end the only piece of the hour of music that you can find on the soundtrack that was actually in the movie. Carpenter ended up recording his own sound cues, which he dismissed as, yeah, mere sound design. But those make the opening of the movie a Carpenter movie and not something else. So while this probably was one of the worst collaborations for each of these artists, it gives us a beautiful piece of music. You can hear the great Ennio Morricone imitating the style of John Carpenter and owning it basically, turning it into something that's very much Morricone. And here's Humanity Part 2.
I left out a lot of pieces that I would have loved to talk about more, but there's only so much you can fit in one hour. So I hope you enjoyed this and thanks Konstantin for having me. And thank you for sharing all of this amazing music with us. For anyone who wants to keep up with all things Heinbach, please find him on Bandcamp or find him on YouTube where he publishes a lot of videos on experimental music, instruments and techniques. We'll see you very close to Christmas. Bye-bye.